Yo ho ho everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pure Logic Podcast. I am your host, the logical dude, your favorite van life living crypto investing digital nomad. Hope you're having a great day. Thank you for spending just a little bit of it with me today. And we're going to be talking today about why I chose van life, why it's a nomadic life for me. Yo ho ho. And a bowl of cannabis. <laughs> so anyway, but first can find us on 3speak.tv on the Hive blockchain, which is the best place to be. Web3 is the future of the internet, where you own your data, not the tech oligarchies. You can't be censored and get paid for your data. So even better, one user sign in for about 140 different applications at this point in time. So you should come and check us out. Hive.io is the place to come and get as much information as you possibly can about that blockchain. So... That's where we're going to be at. You can also find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, all that kind of stuff. Still trying to figure out why I'm not on Apple Podcast yet. Um, so maybe one day. Who cares? Anchor FM is definitely the place to where you can get all the links for all the major podcasting networks that you can find the Pure Logic Podcast on. So let's get right on into the subject today. So we're going to be talking about van life. Talking about why I chose van life, why I chose the nomadic lifestyle, at least for, you know, the time being. Because who knows? It may not be forever. Although I really dig this lifestyle right now. So I have, uh, this month is marking my two-year anniversary. I moved into my van October the 1st, 2000, uh, what was it, 2019 at this point in time. So yeah, really enjoying uh, this lifestyle. It took a few months for me to really kind of get used to it. So I had a little bit of a backstory. I lost everything in 2017 to Hurricane Irma. I was living in the Florida Keys at the time on the island of Marathon or Vaca Key if you want to get all technical with you know, old school family house, you know, got caught, you know, in the blood. <clears throat> so yeah, I um, I was living in the Keys for a little over a year. Uh, my ex-wife and kids had moved out to Oregon, uh, seeking, you know, uh, medical cannabis and that kind of thing. My ex and my son have a rare neurological disorder and really cannabis is the only thing that helps them out. And, uh, the only thing that they're happy taking because all the other medications really kind of made them feel like crap, made them feel worse. So cannabis makes them both feel pretty good. So that's where they uh, ended up moving to. And uh, so I went down to the Keys and stayed at our family house for a little while. And, um, you know, it was just, you know, helping my parents out down there, making the house look nice, putting a lot of money into the landscaping and that kind of thing. And um, had some plans for ups updating and that kind of thing. But, you know, hurricanes kind of tend to change your plans. So I ended up evacuating when uh hurricane irma came through in 2017 and didn't didn't go back uh, my dad ended up going down to go and work on the property it's taken them a couple of years at this point but i think they're pretty much done with the um complete renovation of it so they were you know the house didn't get completely trashed but there was about four feet of water damage and so dad had to completely just go through and just gut everything um you know, I only had two weeks worth of clothes, my work stuff, and a new PA gear that I got for a DJ company that I was trying to start that absolutely just disappeared in the wash, you know? So, uh, things got a little crazy, 
Uh, so I ended up uh, bouncing around a couple of different states until I settled down in Tennessee for a few months. Had to get back to work for, uh, I was working for Apple at the time. So I had to get back to work for them. They only gave me like 15 days to find a place to like settle down and start working again. And uh, so I had a friend from high school that was, you know, let me come and stay with her and that kind of thing. So that, um, I was there for about three months and uh, made the decision to go ahead and move out to Oregon and be around my kids and that kind of thing. I was just trying to figure out, uh, you know, logistics and money because I literally lost everything. And I had to go into debt personally because FEMA, SBA, all that kind of crap denied me. Well, during that time, I had gotten into watching the van life videos and the RV videos and stuff on YouTube, and the life really became intriguing. And I started, and once I was going out to Oregon and visiting the kids, and like, dude, this is the state to do the RV and the van life in, you know? And uh, so started really looking into that lifestyle, looking into, you know, and then I was looking into land and stuff too, because I wanted to buy some land if I could, or, you know, it was just. But land's getting really expensive, you know, so at least up in this area. And anything that I could have afforded was like either out in the middle of the, you know, high desert in Oregon or down near in areas that were like four or five hours away from my kids. Wasn't even worth it. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, when I got out to Oregon and moved to Eugene, my sister had already gotten out here as well. That's a whole other story entirely. But yeah, so she and I and uh, my two nieces, you know, her kids, we got an apartment and that was a thing for about a year and a half until she got married. Well, she found this other guy, you know, great guy. He's adopted my nieces. Great dude. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, really good thing that she found him and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, anyway, kind of screwed me over when <laughs> they go and move out of the apartment after they got married stuck me with a $1,400 a month apartment and my sister still kept paying her part of the rent because she knew she was hosing me over. So I just moved out and I moved into my, my van because after Irma, I had a little car that when I got to Tennessee, it died like completely. And uh, so I ended up buying a minivan. Well, six months after being out here, I was picking my parents up from the airport in Portland and got rear-ended and totaled the van out. Great. Ended up getting more than what I paid for it because, it's, you know, everything's more expensive out here in Oregon. So I ended up finding this thing and got a killer deal on it. Was able to do a little bit of outfitting, buying some solar and just kind of replacing some other things that I needed. So it all worked out. And, uh, yeah, this became my home. And it was universal. It, I mean, it was put in my path. I had to have this van. And uh, so, yeah. It was a great, great investment. So I own my home. You know, how many people can say that? How many people can truly say that they own their home? I own the title to this thing. My home just rolls. And that's one of the big pluses about van life is the fact that you can move anywhere you want to move at any time you want to go there. So if you don't like your neighbors, you move. You want to go to the river, go and hang out, you know, get away from the city or get away from town for a little bit, go do it. Go on out there. You want to go out in the middle of the woods for a couple of weeks? If you can afford it, pack up and go do it. You know, see me, I live in the city. My kids are, you know, uh, next town over kind of thing. But I'm, uh, I, 
Uh, I'm around my my sister and my niece is still here in the uh, town. Plus, I've kind of just gotten established here. I've got a little delivery service that I run, uh, doing the whole Grubhub, DoorDash thing. I work whenever I want to work. I do all this stuff in the crypto world. I've built all these different projects after I left Apple, and that's starting to finally start to pay some bills. So things are really starting to kind of work out the way that I wanted to. Well, the reason I kept going with the whole nomadic thing is because it is the ultimate freedom, like period. It's so awesome because I'm not tied down by a house. I'm not tied down with a mortgage, rent, you know, utilities, maintenance, all that kind of stuff. I'm not tied down by it. My vehicle maintenance is what it is. You know, go get my oil changes, make sure everything still works, check my tires, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. Regular vehicle maintenance, you know, it's really not that much. Gas is what's really getting me right now, though. That's kind of, you know, that's probably one of my biggest expenses. And that's why I'm really trying to stop so much of the delivery service and really focusing more on content creation and trying to earn through the crypto world. Because one, I want to be fully free financially, as well as just freedom, man, because... If you are working a tax slave job, you're getting your money stolen out of your paycheck every week or every other week, whenever it is that you're getting paid, then you're having to turn around and give them more money at the end of the year. Then you're probably getting, you know, un luckily here in Oregon, we don't have sales tax, so I'm not getting raped on that end, but they get you in other ways too, because we have like a 9% income tax. So... The more that I can work in the crypto world and that kind of thing and stay out of centralized exchanges, the better off I'm eventually going to be. So there you go. It's freedom. So I'm not tied down. I can move around. I can go travel. I can do what I want, when I want, where I want, and how I want. And nobody can really tell me otherwise. So if you, if you find the right neighborhoods to where you can park, so like here at my sister's house, I, I've got a deal with her where I pay the internet. Um, that was really kind of in return for showers and stuff. Cause when COVID hit, um, the gym shut down, but now I'm back at the gym and working out and showering there at the gym. So what I, I come here and I use the internet. I park on the street side and heck all the neighbors like me being here. Cause they know me, I'm a big guy, you know, and I have no problem, you know, chasing away some of these crazy, you know, <sighs> yeah, we'll say. Freedom-loving people as well, you know, because everything is decriminalized here in Oregon. So, yeah, we got some junkies rolling around here. And my sister lives in a nice neighborhood, so we want to try to keep it nice. And I have no problem running people off. The cops don't do anything, so I am looked at as Alder Street Security. <laughs> at least on this block, you know, don't mess with my block, baby. But, yeah, so that's kind of is what it is. And uh, so I, I stay here occasionally. I got some parks that I go and check out, that kind of thing. I got a dog that's, you know, over here. He's my buddy. He's wanting to get all up in the way, that kind of thing. But it is what it is. Hey, you know what? It's awesome. He gives me an excuse to go out and walk and get exercise all the time. So, but, you know, so it's just freedom. Like... I don't have as much stuff as I used to, so I don't have to have a place to put all my crap. You know, we've been over this, you know, do you own your stuff or does your stuff own you? I did a whole other podcast on that. You can go find it in the podcast list. So 
you know, if you don't have a lot of stuff, why do you need a lot of space? I'm perfectly happy in this, you know, little small space. I got everything I need. So they, you know, hey, and, but you know what? It's not all like Instagram glorious kind of thing. Like that's all staged and faked for most of those van lifers. I'll give you the real stuff. I pee in a bottle and I poop in a bucket. Yep. Yep. I disinfect my bucket and I use it as my desk. <laughs> that's what my computer's sitting on now. Multiple uses for things. So, hey, you know what? It is what it is. Got a little tabletop, you know, that I'll put over it. I got a cooler that acts as, you know, the container for my kitchen. And it can also be a desk as well, like a second desk if I needed to. But it's sitting in the back. So my bed sits back here during the day. I lay it out on the floor at night so that I can stretch all the way out. Because I'm a little too tall for the side-to-side -side thing. Did that for a while. Was causing back problems. So put the bed back up into the couch situation. Got rid of the middle chairs in the van and uh where i was using it like as a dust chair that kind of thing and uh dog sleeps up on the couch at night and i lay out on the floor on my fold-out mattress sleep like a baby and uh what's great is is i've got windows everywhere natural light is a beautiful thing you know um i can hang out my solar panels i had one i've got one that's on the top of the van but it quit working. It was kind of a cheap, flexible panel. But it worked for about a year and a half. So I got about a year and a half out of it. But I've got, like, this foldable solar panel here. This is an 80-watt solar panel that I can plug into my lithium power packs. And I can also charge via USB and that kind of thing, too. So I can just go and hang this up outside the window on a nice sunny day, and I'm getting power. Or I can just drive around. I've got a secondary whole unit here. So, like I said, I lucked out with this van. This was a, it's a 2001 Ford E-150 travel van. It was one of the like travel setup things. So I think back in probably like 2001, it was probably a $50,000, $60,000 van easy. So I got it for like seven grand. So very happy with this deal. It only had 84,000 miles on it and it's a 2001. So I've put, got 50,000 miles in three and a half years. And most of that's been in the last two years. So for the first year or so that I had it, it was sitting at the apartment all the time because I was working for Apple and I barely left because uh, I was, you know, basically chained down to my desk all the time. But that's what's beautiful, too, about the nomadic lifestyle is that if you can make money online, you can make money from anywhere. Um, now, if you're working for a corporation that like Apple that required like, you know, stable Internet connection, stable power source for like eight or nine hours a day. That got really challenging for a while. I sp was spending a lot of money, um, you know, on internet, mobile internet packages and that kind of thing, trying to figure out how I could skirt around the rules. Because, oh yeah, I was breaking all kind of rules. <laughs> but it was cool. My manager knew what was up. So, But I did most of my work from my sister's house um, at their old house. When they got their new house, I was losing that. I was right about the time I was ready to quit Apple anyway. I was getting all my other businesses kind of like getting ready to start those up. But it all just happened all at the right time. So um, it took a little while, like I said, to get comfortable with things. But now it's just life, you know. Um, it's just every day I can wake up wherever I want and it can be somewhere new. 
You know, we got a really, it's a, it's fall time here in Oregon. We got really beautiful scenery everywhere. If I want to go wake up somewhere new and check out like, you know, part of the river, I can wake up and look out at all the different colors on the river. If I want to go into a different park, I go to a different park, you know, so I can do whatever I want. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not tied down by a job. So like I said, with the delivery service, I'm kind of tied down locationally. Um, so if I want to make money in delivery service, I have to stay within this area for Grubhub and then I can go to different places within the state for DoorDash. That's kind of a bonus, but as I said, gas is getting so expensive that it's almost just pricing me out of the markets on that. And uh, Grubhub got bought out, uh, recently by another company and that company is cheap. And yeah, we used to have a floor, you know, like a decent you know, delivery floor amount that we made like seven bucks for a while or six bucks for a while. Now they're offering me like three and $4 deliveries. I'm like, Nope, reject, reject, reject. This thing's got a V8. It's not worth me cranking up the van for a $3 delivery. So, uh, so I'm, I feel like that form of income is getting ready to come to a close. And what is starting to really start to pop off a bit is the content creation. So I'm just really trying to get down to a nice science on creating the content and getting a nice production schedule going so that I can stay consistent with releases and that kind of thing and build these channels up because that's really what I want to do is I want to create content. I want to educate people, you know, to show you that, hey, you know what? Don't knock it till you try it. You know, and if you've been thinking about van life, been thinking about the RV life, just do it, man. Just do it. Go buy a van. You know, I can tell you this. Vans are so much easier to deal with. And once you get into this scenario, you're going to realize you don't need half the crap that most of the YouTubers are telling you that you need. You don't need it. So if you can get your mind wrapped around, like, the fact that you're just camping every day, like... I literally think of this as camping every day. I've got a camp stove. You know, that's what I cook on is a camp stove. I've got a little like electric kettle that I'll plug into the 12 volt when I'm driving or something like that. Or I can just turn on the van for a little while and just heat up my water and stuff. Um, I'm really getting where I'm preparing food more in the van. That for Really for the first two years, it's been eating out a lot. But I've been looking at my budgets and yeah, things are having to start to change a bit. So yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too, that if you can afford it and if you don't want to deal with the food, go get somebody else to cook it for you. You know, go to a restaurant, go get you, you know, go get a meal somewhere, you know? Yeah. You know, Cause I don't have to worry about, you know, keeping food cold and stuff, you know, refrigeration and stuff like that. I don't really have to worry about that. Um, but I am going to get back into cooking a little bit more food here and there, uh, at least being able to, you know prepare stuff by like heating water up or just like, you know, soup, canned soups and, you know, some ready meals, things like that. I'm going to put some more stuff in the van and not be eating out so much. But what I do eat out uh, mainly is what's great is I can go to the grocery store and I can go and a lot of the grocery stores around have like already the pre-made like salads and pre-made cut fruits and stuff like that. So I don't have to worry about cutting and washing fruits and stuff like that. It's already done for me. I just grab a little bowl and go. Probably cost a little bit extra, but you know what? I didn't have to do it. So I can just pop the bowl open and start eating it, and that's fresh food. So, you know, trying to get healthier. And that's one thing that 
living the nomadic lifestyle will teach you too is you want to be healthy. You don't want to be big fat boy in the van. It doesn't work out because you've got to move. You've got to be flexible. Because, <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, I have to stand up. I have to do this. You know, so if I didn't have a head, I could stand up completely straight in the van. Um, but I, it is an extension. It does have a high top, but I'm also almost six foot tall. So, you know, I, I have to bend down a little bit, but it is really nice to be able to stand up, put my pants on, all that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, so there are pros and cons and you just have to learn how to get used to stuff. You have to learn how to move, especially I got a 70 pound dog that we got to, you know, learn how to maneuver around each other half the time. So <laughs> it's, it's fun. But I wouldn't trade it for anything now. You know, I had uh, I had my sister's family, you know, uh, in-laws, I should say. My sister's in-laws. Uh, we kind of, me and uh, her father-in-law got into it over, he was asking me about my vax status, and I basically told him it was none of his damn business. But And uh, anyway, long story, uh, basically had to rip him a new butthole. And, uh, you know, you don't take the dudeness for weakness, okay? So first of all, yeah, you don't do that. I don't, I don't play around with people. Anyway, he tried to flex the fact that he actually owned the house and blah blah blah, and you know he's like, if I've got, you know, the ability to do it, why don't I have my house? You know, and all this kind of stuff. So I had to educate him that I'm building a foundation that's paying me more cash flow than any real estate can possibly build. And that's through cryptocurrencies and DeFi. I'm making way more on a much smaller investment than I would on any kind of like real estate investment. Absolutely. I've done the calculations. Trust me, I'm making way more on it. And um, yeah, because I've, I've, played around in the real estate game and that kind of thing here and there. I've bought and sold houses, you know, or I said I've owned a house and sold it and all that kind of stuff and have looked into playing into the real estate game. And it's just not for me. I, the only way I want to own real estate is one day looking down in maybe the Southwest area of the United States. I want to own a big piece of blank property that I can throw a bunch of solar panels and a bunch of small wind turbines and just mine the hell out of some Bitcoin. That's what I want to do. That's the kind of land I want to own. And I want to own land like that in a few different places. Because that gives me an excuse to travel. Ha ha! Go see different things. Go do different stuff. Have the freedom to move around. Uh, so that would be the only reason that I would want to own land. I'll eventually own family land and stuff like that down the line. But that'll be when I'm older. Not worried about that right now. So, that's pretty much it, man. It's freedom. It's all about freedom. Between cryptocurrencies and van life, I've never felt so free in all of my nearly 40 years of existence. I've tried basically my whole life to do things my way, but always had to try to please somebody else. But I'm in a part of my life now that I don't have anybody to please but me. Period. So, that's why I'm sharing my journey with you guys, because you know what? It's not about what anybody else thinks. It's about what you think and about your life, because you're in charge of your own existence. 
There's nobody else in charge. No matter what the TV boxes and CNN and MSNBC want to tell you and what these politicians think and what all these rich think uh, people, you know, all these Great Reset Davos people, World Economic folks, they don't own you. You stand up and you do what you want and you will live the freest life that you can live. Trust me, you can do it. I'm living it. I'm living my best life right now. I really enjoy it. So, if you've been thinking about it, go try it out. Hey, you know what? Go rent a van. There you go. Go rent a van sometime. Go out in the woods for a couple of weekends, or not even that. Just go travel around for a week or so. Just go get the feel of it. See if you like it. May or may not be for you. You know? I love this life, though, but I'm also the type of person that can handle it. I've, had, I've learned a lot about my life about me as a person and you will learn things about yourself as well i have learned that i am an extremely adaptable human being and i'm a much stronger human being than what i thought i used to be i didn't give myself enough credit two years of living this lifestyle you're gonna be you're gonna be strong person you're gonna be able to handle pretty much anything that is thrown at you and that's another great part about this. So guys, again, thank you for spending a little bit of your time today with me. I try to keep these around 30 minutes or so. Uh, but come and definitely give me a follow at the logical dude on the Hive blockchain. If you're not on the Hive blockchain yet, there's going to be links down in the description of this podcast that can help you get to that point. But you can also come and find me on Twitter at AdamTheDude420. I'm uh, I'm not active on Instagram as much as I should be, uh, but I guess I need to start throwing out some thumbnails and stuff at least. Uh, but yeah, because I'm all on Hive. I don't like wasting time on mainstream social media because it's just really not worth it. Because I'm not earning anything off of that. All they're doing is profiting off of me. So come join Hive, come get your username, which is also your wallet address, and then come and actually start earning, start building your stake in the platform that you are going to be a part owner in, and you have governance vote in, and that kind of thing, and watch your value increase. It's pretty awesome. So y'all have a great rest of your day, and as always, be cool, be real, there's a vibe. Which means stay true to yourself and be true to everybody else. Always be yourself. Don't be a fake person. Because there's too many fakes out there in this world. Too many fakes. You don't need to be one of them. Be cool, my dudes. Have a great one. Peace out.